This month, Armored Saint will release their new album, Punching the Sky, via Metal Blade Records. A diverse, attitude-drenched collection, Punching the Sky is everything the band's faithful have come to expect from them while pushing their signature sound forward. Purchase your copies now at metalblade.com slash armored saint. Once again, Punch in the Sky, the new album by Armored Saints. Make sure to purchase your copies now. Metalblade.com slash armored saints. It's the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petter Speich, Brandon Hahn, and Jocelyn Sharp. Metal Sucks Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody out there? It is I, your host, Petter Speich. I am always joined by... They call me Brandon Hahn, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at your buddy Gooch. And... Jocelyn Sharp. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Jocelyn Sharp. That's J-O-Z-A-L-Y-N, sharp like a sharp knife. And make sure to follow our other co-host, Sylvia Alvarado, on It's the Sylvia on Twitter and Instagram. If you guys want to follow me, I am at Rise to Offend <laughs> on Facebook and Twitter, Rise to Offend Official on Instagram. Guys, if you haven't heard, my children are here with us. Yes, recording. this is our I think I look at this as this is our very first pandemic episode because every other podcast has had like several of these episodes yeah, where with their, their kids, kids are yeah. running around. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? And this is the very first time we've had to do it. I, I got to give Pete's wife a lot of credit. That was Dio that you guys just heard saying hello to me as he, he's crawling on the ground. And Briscoe's over here uh, being quiet and good. But uh, this week, guys, before I'll tell you why the kids are here in a second. But this week, guys, John Bush from the Mighty Armored Saint is our guest this week. Top five vocalists for me, for Top sure. Top three, for sure. Top three, at, for at me. At least. I love him. Uh, love him. Uh, get to talk to him. This is not the first time I got to interview him, but man, every time I chat with him, it's a great connection, great time. So make sure you guys hang in there. And I'm so excited to promote the new record, Punch in the Sky. Guys, it's coming out October 23rd. But the reason I'm playing it a couple weeks early is because on October 10th, Armored Saint is doing a virtual show. You guys got to pre-order tickets. Armoredsaint.veeps.com. Check it out. Guys, this record's fantastic. Before we get into the interview, though, we always want to talk a little bit about the Metal Sucks News. Get the news at your mouth. Get the facts straight. Don't deliberate or I'll tell you fucking nipples. Get the news at your mouth. My dick is going in. You don't know where it's been. You better not bullshit me. Truth. Truth indeed. Truth. And no, my kids can't hear this. This is in the headphones. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Now, that's, that's let, me, let, let me just let it be known that the second Dio, the younger one, uh, who is one, mm-hmm. uh, he saw me instant hate. <laughs> saw Jocelyn was like, there we go. There we go. I'm friends with that person. But Briscoe, you. Briscoe loved me. This guy right here, he gets it. We bonded over video game talk. <laughs> Briscoe, he's chasing you because you're running. So if you stop running, he'll stop making that noise. Say, all right. Okay, Papa. I love that. Okay. I love it. This guy comes in. Such good kids. The reason my my kids are really amazing. I love them to death. They're great, man. Whoa, that's weird. That's so weird that a dad would say something like that. (laughs) That's so. I know. It's weird to us because we come from broken homes. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, my parents talking about me like, oh, my kids, oh, I put up with them to death. (laughs) <laughs> All the cliches apply when I'm talking about these two, but uh, and then you know in the interview, me and John we talk about our kids, so it's kind of it kind of ties in. I'm glad yeah. they're here for this interview or for this episode. But uh, the reason they're here is that my lovely wife Sarah, she's turning forty. 
I'm sure she loves it when you say that on a podcast for everyone to hear. What do you mean? Um, she, she looks, looks like she's 25. I know so. she looks like she's 25, <laughs> but women hate that. When, don't, don't women hate that no, when their ages that's are? That's old school. Is it? I don't that's know, old man. school. Okay. Yeah. The older I get, like, I'm 40's happier, the new 20. You know? Okay. But like anyways, it. dude. I'm, if he said she was 70, then she, he'd be. Yeah, she's yeah, exactly. <laughs> looking a little rough for 40, but no, she's looking great. She's looking fantastic. But anyway, so um, for her birthday, she's like, dude, I just want a night out with you know, my, my old friends, they used to party and stuff like that. And her friends are coming out from Florida. And so I'm like, all right, well go, you know, I'm going to get you a room at a casino out here, the Aria two nights, no kids. I'll take care of everything. That's why they're here. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, and you go and have fun for your birthday. And then her actual birthday is, uh, next Wednesday and me and her are going to, I have that all planned up for me and her to hang out, but this is like a precursor to her birthday. So, you know, I'm 40. I'm an adult. Um, I trust her fully, 100%. But the situations that her friends are on a different scale of life, they still party. They still go into DJs. They're still doing all kinds of things like that, right? So I am so, like, just crazy, anxiety-driven, uncomfortable. Like, am I allowed to text her? All this bullshit. Because uh, I have this fear. I know it's. I know the technical term we're looking for is jealousy, but I. I just. It's not jealousy. I have a fear that something will go wrong. Well, you know, I on my wa- watch. I just want to point out ooh, that um, ooh. you know, Pete has uh, cut marks on his wrist right because <laughs> because he's very not the correct way. The yeah, other way. The other way. The, the, the attention way. Mm-hmm. And. Um, no, uh, look, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like, uh, and especially out in nightclubs and stuff like that, dude, that's well, where all the not, scumbags Nightclubs aren't open. So, like, she's like, these events are in, yeah. like, little little. She's areas. going to these underground raves and shit. And, and the event today is at a place that is a swingers hotel. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, it's not a swingers party or anything like that, but we in Vegas know this place as a swingers hotel and i'm not gonna name drop it because you know i don't go there i don't care but i'm like but someone is yeah and i'm like okay you you're (laughs) without you (laughs) and she's like what are you talking about and she looked it up she's like ah fucking serious and i'm like but her friends are on a different level this is what happens this is what happens to girls this this is what happens to girls we we plan events and i tell you most women have experienced this on multiple levels we plan events for ourselves and we do this big event for our birthday or something or whatever and we always at the end of it we're like i wish i would have just yeah. got all my girlfriends together and sat in our pajamas and smoked a couple dubs and gotten snacks and just chilled. Yeah. Instead, somebody's holding someone's hair yes. while someone's throwing up and, you know. Or we're, we're like, we spent all our money on drinks already. Or, like, or they're looking at her going like, you found a good guy. I can't yes, find anybody. You're babysitting oh. your drunk friends because oh, you're and, the one and, married and one. That is her, uh, not to, I don't want to say nothing bad about her friends, but that's her role this weekend. She's babysitter. Yeah. It's on her, her birthday. birthday thing, but it's her role is as she doesn't she's not drinking she's not doing all these things her role is to hang out with her friends but in essence babysit i still think she's going back to the hotel at 10 p.m and just enjoying a quiet weekend in a nice hotel yeah you know it's funny because last (laughs) night the dj that they're following or whatever like that was going to a very 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 bad part of town um and we're like and she's well aware and they're aware too um because they used to live out here and um Sarah's like, yeah, I'm not going. And at 1030, she's like FaceTiming me. She's like, I'm just going to watch Dead to Me. And I'm like, all right, well, there you go. I, I paid all this money for this hotel room so you get out with your friends and you're in the hotel room watching I know Netflix. a lot of moms that would <laughs> but pay. But I know you a know lot what? of moms slept. that would pay that money to have two nights at home with Netflix. I slept. That's what I'm saying. I slept very well. If I knew she was going to that area in that part of town, I would have been like oh, dude. up all night. On my 40th pacing. birthday, I just hung oh out with God. my parents and my sister and had chicken. That was what I did. I didn't do anything crazy. I mean, 
I, is I this normal though? I mean, is this normal? My my yes. my absolute fear of like, oh my god, my whole family could end if something stupid happens right yes. now. Yes, and it's just to party. Yeah, uh, um, I, it's normal for me, but I'm a psycho. So, uh, like, yeah. See, I wonder. If, I'm really <laughs> not. Yeah, a that's the thing. Back, like, you got to understand. Like, Jocelyn and I, we <laughs> I don't share this with her. But well, I'm just letting you know my mindset right now. Well, most of the time though, Jocelyn and I, we live a nightlife, so we are yeah. out there amongst that constantly with comedy yes. and around the. I'm pretty and desensitized stuff. to being away from my partner yeah. and the what ifs and what. Right. And what if they get in a car accident and all that stuff? You, right. you get kind of desensitized and, to that. And that's what I'm saying. You kind of let somebody live their independent life. You know what I mean? What's up? <laughs> hey, yo, Briscoe, come here. Come here for a second. Speaking in the microphone. Say so, hi. Say what's up to the people. I tip to the people. That's right. Oh! <laughs> now, hey, 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 come here, come here, come here, come here. Come Wait, here. Come back. Come here, come here. Tell, 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 tell the people, eat my butt. Don't eat your butt. <laughs> don't, he said, don't eat my butt. What don't a polite boy. What a bad uncle. First off, that was you. That was who, he said that a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, that was you put that idea in my head, but now he's just being a rebel. He's not conforming. I already like this already. I already like this. So fight, fight the machine, Briscoe. Separation anxiety is uh, separation anxiety is is pretty legit when it comes to uh, and I and I understand going into a situation that but this, it's not a part of our life. Our life has passed, but this is something that you know how we always make fun of Pete for being boring. Like, yeah. this is what happens when there's a little a little bit of difference in his when you don't have any routine. dysfunction yeah. in your life. Yeah, we have daily dysfunction in our life, of, and that's because. And I'm not saying this is your fault. It's, it's not my fault. It's because we're I, dysfunctional. I don't even look at myself as dysfunctional anymore. I look at myself as like kind of being a product of it because I'm next to it. A bunch of like a lot of comics that again are 40 years old. They're still living their party phase, hanging out. And I got to be honest with you, it is kind of fun to watch. You know, it, it's watch, fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, it's fun to watch people like go for step up to the plate, try and get a chick and then strike out. I'm like, yeah. Yes. You know, I mean, it just reminds me. And this is probably what happened. Going out probably just reminded Sarah like, eh, you know what? <laughs> this is not fun. This isn't what I this isn't what I want to do. It, well, if I want to have some people over for some mimosas, we can do that. But something like this, hanging out all night, waking up with a hangover for these what? days suck. Stand, standing around a bar drinking and being like, what? Yeah. 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 It's and, not and, fun. In my mind, uh, uh, here's the thing is everything you guys are saying, I agree. Okay, you're gonna be taking care of your friends, but you want to see your friends, so you got to. You're gonna be telling guys get away from me. They want to meet guys, you know, or whatever, or girls, whatever they're Yeah, but this is the mistake that men make. Is, is that in my head I'm like, you're putting yourself in this situation. No, no, no. This no. is the mistake that oh, men make. It. Sarah's going to get hit on at 7-Eleven, Pete. I know. <laughs> it doesn't matter what I know, she's I know. wearing, brazen. where they, she's they going. Yeah. It doesn't matter who she's wearing. There was with. a guy at the Jack in the Box drive-thru that was hitting on her, and I was sitting next to her. One wow. Time. And I was like, I gotta get you first stop? off, first off, first off, I got to respect that guy's confidence. So you're at the Jack in the Box drive-thru. <laughs> True story. You are letting women know exactly how much you make and what part of life you are in right now. That is going, it doesn't matter. I got a great Come smile. On, girl, you, exactly. Two extra tacos. What's for up, you? baby? You want a jumbo jack? You don't want to give me that phone number? All right, boo. I'll hit you up on Instagram. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it, it, I don't know if that was the exact terminology. Well, I, I like to I talk think, like I you. think boo was you. I, I see boo uh, is a word that I have I incorporated into my vocabulary. Vocabulary while I was making fun of it. Now it's like permanently it's part of in my, my vocabulary. Me too. Me yeah. too. Me too. So hopefully I'm a good husband for uh, being anxiety driven this entire two days. Uh, you are allowed to be jealous every and, once in a while, Pete. Uh, well, I'm not texting or calling. At least I'm holding. You're it doing with a good him. job. Yeah. <laughs> He's not texting or calling, but he is hiding behind a slot machine. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> peeking around the corner. What are you doing? I promise you. Yeah. Uh, well, I got uh, first. Yeah, off. Pete, you forgot. He went, to ta- no, Pete, he you went, forgot to take off your fake mustache. He you're, went to yeah, his version st- of a vice, and he's going to record stores. Is what he's I doing did. this I went weekend. To the store, <laughs> and guess what he's doing? He's going back to the record store after this. After right after. 
it is. When we checked into the room, I remember because I, I obviously I paid for it, and the and the lady behind the counter said, like, "Oh, you're paying, but she's staying." She's like, "Ah, oh, you're a good guy." I'm like, "I don't even like that." Trevor, yeah. I'm paying, but she's staying. That's what she said to me. Yeah, like, yeah I'm paying. But she's I don't staying. like that it rhymes. Exactly. I don't like yeah. that. That sounds like thing. that's a thing that Ooh. happens a lot. He's paying, but she's staying. I'm like, yeah, the Boston Celtics just got bounced out of the playoffs. They're going to be hanging out in Vegas. Yeah. I mean, they could be, you know. Uh, Thank There's you. a lot of scary things that they, could happen. They might be at a quote-unquote pool party at a swingers hotel. A pool party at a swingers <laughs> hotel. And then, you know, Kemba Walker Anyways. probably has nicer abs than you. There's, but the thing there, is, when is she loves you, and that's what yeah. you have yeah. to notice. Yeah. When, when, when you get to a point in your life, and this is where I, because I'm not a jealous guy, I'm really not, and I don't know if I'm selling it as, but when you get to a point when you're really, really content, happy, and like, Man, every day it's like you've got a great routine with the people. You found the right people. Like I, you know, she's perfect for me. Uh, anything that might be Any a wrench, sc- yeah, threat. It, it now it yeah. scares the shit out of me. Well, yeah, yeah. It's impar- It's but and, that's like. A, but if you trust someone, you trust. But top- that's a genetic thing. I think. I yeah. think that this has more to do with your being a father and your like your family unit and, and the and instability in your and family Serbian. unit. And there's a radish shortage, <laughs> a radish. so that puts you on edge. It puts him right over. <laughs> Fuck, dude. He's. Uh, I don't know how we're gonna bring Pete back. <laughs> but no, I, I think it's very normal what you're feeling. I think mm. it's normal when you have stability that when you feel like something might disrupt that stability, even if it's, it is way outside of the realm of possibility that my husband would ever cheat on me. But right. every time he smiles at his, it's my keys. Okay. It's yeah, oh, he's, he's fine. He can play with them. I don't care. Yeah, put him I just in don't mouth. want him to put him in his mouth. That's all. I've just been watching him because I'm like, oh, those are gross. And he's going to put him in his mouth. He can play with them. I don't want to put him in his mouth. Oh, there we go. I mean, it, it just, I mean, I should at least exactly. try and avoid it. Dio's mouth is person. the new ignition. But my point is, is I get I get fucking crazy jealous about my husband, and I love my husband, and I know he would never do anything. Hey, man, it happens. You it know? happens. There are moments. There are moments where uh, we all have those times where we have to kind of double check with the other person and see if they are on the exact same page that I'm on. Yeah, you know, or, and that's just kind of. Uh, that's just that's just relationship maintenance, it's, and that's the thing. That's what a lot of people forget. You have to put a little bit of maintenance into it all the time. Moves like this, this is relationship maintenance yeah. that could blow up in your face. But it is. If, if, but if, the thing is, always with with what Pete was telling me and stuff like that, it's like there's no doubt in my no, head. And, and granted, I'm teasing him about the Celtics, but I mean, there's, that's a te- I'm teasing. And here's the thing: is this is an opportunity for you know Pete to get in touch with this part of himself, you know, be like, Oh, I can feel a little jealous. That's oh, healthy. Dude, it I, lets yeah. you appreciate your partner more. I need, I need, I need my insecurities to come out you yeah. know, at this yeah. age because then you realize like, Oh wow, you still have some of that yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know? Now, if you would have bought the room for her and then handed her a pack of condoms that said, I don't want to know, then that's weird. Then be worried. Yeah. That's, that's you going, Yuck, I don't care. You just made my insecurities <laughs> jump up high. No, that's if you were like that. That's wow. if you were trying to, t- that's if you were like pushing them to do something like that. You no. have nothing. I don't to think be- uh, like Sarah wouldn't, wouldn't no. even like, that's just not her. Like she would never, ever, ever. But I don't think you would ever push you to, I don't think you would ever push her to it. No. A mother of two who's out for the first time alone Mm. with a room by herself for two days in a row is going to spend a lot of that time alone. Yeah. Yeah. She's probably cross stitching. (laughs) She's probably in the bath right now. Yeah. I know, dude. She's probably gym there. She's probably dropping a deuce or something. Yeah. I mean, just like, she's enjoying her privacy. Relax a little with the door open. 
All right, so. <laughs> All you got to do is rewind to some old episodes of RTO. You can hear just what Pete does to Sarah to ensure that she doesn't mm-hmm. need to wander. Oh, oh exactly. Sweet. Look, you give a girl a pile driver, she's never going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad. Look at the kids. They're like, what's that? I just, I didn't even realize what I did. Listen, I didn't even realize what, what I did. It's too late. We already <laughs> they did They it. won't put that together. <laughs> no, they won't. So, well, let's talk a little bit about the Metal Sucks news, guys. I know that uh, that was kind of a little bit off topic, but you know what? Hey. We all feel it. All you right. Channel that insecurity. If you trust someone, yeah, you, man. Got, you got you got to let them uh, and let your friends make it worse. Yeah, that's yeah. What I think you should do. Right? First of all, I have told you a thousand times, Brandon. Do not talk to our friends when they're upset. You're bad at it. Oh, why? 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 <laughs> I'm bad at I'm bad at talking to friends that are upset. <laughs> I'm good with self control and, and and like I'm bad with it. All right, never mind. I, I'm good. I'm, I'm good point, with it. I, that's all I had to hear. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. You're actually I'm wrong. I Maybe just, I shouldn't have told you to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe people can live if they cut you off in yeah, traffic. Yeah. I didn't, I, you know, that no, whole... No, people can't live if they cut you off in yeah, traffic. Yeah, that, that whole bleach that. in the coffee thing, I didn't, you know, now like looking back on it, boy, is my face red. <laughs> Dude, I thought I was being helpful. <laughs> yeah. The whole cutting yourself and then smearing I love you with blood on the wall, I didn't think that was possible. I, you're coming up with these examples way too quickly for I'm them just, not dude, to be real life it's examples. It's all movies. I'm over here thinking of Cape Fear. That's basically where my head's at right oh, now. Oh, okay. I don't know that movie. There's a Peter Steele story about that. Cape Fear? No, oh, no. oh, the cutting the hand? He cut his hands yeah. and, and wrote something on a wall. I remember that story. Anyways. God, he's still popular. He's all over TikTok. Hey, Peter Steele? He's, yeah. he's, well, he's one of a kind. He's the best. One yeah. of a kind. That yeah. voice is one of a kind. And there's like 17-year-old girls that are like, my husband. Yeah. It's like a picture of Peter Steele. I'm like, what the hell? Are you watching the movie Coco? Because it's... <laughs> are you watching Coco? <laughs> oh, my yes. Hit your face on the mic. Winning. It's a mess. So the, the story that we're just going to talk about the one story, and this is going to be the the precursor. The pre- <laughs> right, we're, hey, we're just going to talk about the one story, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Don't edit this out. This keep it. You want me to keep this? This is, is hilarious. This is gritty. This is journalism. It's the fact that every time you start to talk, he starts and then he stops yes, when you stop. This is real journalism. It's a rough, it's a rough weekend for me, man. <laughs> I, I, know, bet, I know. I know. I'm getting everything done though, but there's a lot of Poor compromise. Pete. Yeah. <laughs> Poor little lamb. Compromise. Uh, so, anyways, Fear Factory guys, we've talked about it through and through, through and through, through and through. Uh, the situation where Bert. The situation now. (laughs) (laughs) It's comical. It's so comical. Power through. The situation now. Yeah, okay. You're turning me up because my baby's being cute. Anyways, the situation, guys, is Burton C. Bell now announced that he has quit Fear Factory, yet Dino is saying that, hey, it's cool. We're still going to release the new record on the crowdfunding campaign because... With Burton's vocals on it, even though he's not in the band. Um, okay. I, this is how I feel like about that. And then I'll let you guys go around. Okay. Burton quit the band. Therefore, whatever details there are and whatever sides of the story there are. <laughs> don't really matter because right. he, he, he threw in the towel. 30 yeah. years, that guy was the vocals of the band. He was the only guy in the band throughout that entire time frame when Dino left and all the bullshit. He is the voice of Fear Factory. If uh, Burton C. Bell leaves the band, then Fear Factory is no longer really yes. Fear Factory. That's how the fans will see it. There's no doubt about it. Now, can you get another single, replace him? No. Uh, well, I mean, I mean can you, you? Yes. You could. It's not going to be the same success, though. 
People don't show up to watch the, the second lead singer. No. You know? I mean, no. they will. Just, they will. They will. But, I mean, you're not. it's going to be like half the crowd. You just alienated half your audience. Well, the real the the diehard fans. In the words of Dio. <laughs> Everybody See? thought you meant Ronnie James Dio. I'm talking about my kid. Okay. Uh, yeah. T- okay. In the words, of, in the words of your child, you know, um, uh, I'll just be like, <laughs> burn the priest. I. I mean, look. It's just. I don't understand this where we have to pretend like the lead singer isn't the face of the band. Right. I don't understand why we have to do that. That's the way it is. Every, That's life. Every millennium, it works out when you change uh, for one band, one, one band out yes. of millions that you, it works when you change lead singers. Other yes. than that, it's a wrap. Well, I mean, it works if the lead singer, I mean, there's definitely situations where it works, but if it's an iconic singer who's been in a band for 30 years, absolutely, it does I mean, not work. It, no. I don't think it works. No. And, that, and that's the thing. No. Well, that's like when they replaced, you know, Jude, uh, Rob Helfer with Ripper yes. Owens. It was like, look, Ripper Owens, it sounded just. Oh, dude, we saw just like like Rob Helfer. We saw yes. Anthrax with the Rob. Ripper Owens, um, Judas Priest. Uh, back in, John Bush yeah. was an Anthrax. Was, yeah, it was yeah. a great show. I remember him doing Superhero. That was such a great And dude, and anyway, the thing. It's like, the point is, is that Ripper. My ears hurt so bad. That dude, like, nailed those notes, yes, bro. Nailed he them. did, and but he might have done it better than Halford. But the thing is, is, not Halford at one time yeah. did I feel like it, it was it wasn't a, a, like a cover version. Not at it one time. It feels like yeah. a cover. Yeah. It will always, and it's like I don't know why. I mean, I get it. If you're a guitarist or a bassist or a drummer out there, no offense, but the lead singer is the face of the band. Right. That's why they're called the lead singer. That's why they're the face. That's why they stand in the front. That's why, yeah. like, it's it's because that's what people latch onto as far as branding goes from a marketing perspective. As far as the image goes, if you want to stand out and you're not the lead singer, you need abs like Stephen, like Joe Perry, like, uh, like, <laughs> I could like, pick like Joe like Perry Slash, out of a lineup. Slash did have abs. I'm just saying, but what I'm getting at though is Brennan's like, ab theory. Ab yeah. theory. <laughs> Angus <laughs> Young, he's got abs. Angus Young. Well, that was before that was before rock stars needed to be sexy. Like yeah, there but, was a time you could this, be ugly as shit in the seventies and eighties. You could be the guitarist and be just as famous as the lead singer. In 2020, that's not the way it's ever going to be. You're right. It's never going to be that. If you're the lead singer in 2020, you are the band. It's pretty close to it, and on top of that, too, bands nowadays their shelf life is way shorter, in my opinion. Like, it's I mean, just, look at look at any. It's harder. It's harder for them to make money and look, stay together. Look at any band's lead singer. Newer bands, they, newer bands. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. can shoot established off. bands are in a better place. Yeah, and, and besides Scott Ian, there it's only lead singers that can shoot off and do side projects and be successful. Right. You know what I mean? It's because people care about the. I mean, look at Corey Taylor. I mean, it's just like anywhere you go, it's the lead singer but doing it. But let's be honest, though, Scott Ian, love him. But he's got a distinguishable look. Yes. That look is like that when he came out with the big old long T and the bald head, that was the first time I saw that. We will, and he was the one that kind of put that look together. Anyone who has known who Scott Ian will always know who he is. Right, right. And that's the thing. Like he didn't always have that. When he shaved his head and went total skin bald. And but, had the goatee. That was like that's one of the most iconic looks in metal. So he's going to get that. That's one backing instru- instrument that I can come up with in my head that it, had a successful side project. And it's the only thing that will replace abs. <laughs> what was his successful side project? The damn things. Yeah, that's to me. Is, I mean, they're they're I mean, successful to enough. Uh, anyways, but at, at least at least as far as like his name helped them a little bit. Yes, I guess the 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 question here is that you guys, if Fear Factory put out a new record with Burton Seabell's vic- vocals on there, but know that he didn't want anything to do with that project anymore, do you think that uh, would you buy it? Or it would depends you... on where my loyalty lies. It's yeah. like, am I loyal to if I'm loyal to Burton? Well, when I'm the gonna... record was recorded and made in 2017, it seems like everything was okay. 
Right. Now, obviously, four years later. I mean, I, I do have kind of a thing where it comes with artists. If an if artist says, I don't want my art consumed this way, I do kind of have a thing where I... That's I, how I feel. Yeah, where I feel like it's disrespectful a little bit. A little bit. Right. You know, and not saying that anyone who would buy the Fear Factory album is being disrespectful. No. I'm just saying... That's for, the last one with him. Yeah. For me, if, if an artist tells me, look, I made this art, but I, I would really love if you didn't consume it. Yeah. I, I just feel like that's... I have a moral obligation to do that. Yeah, and, and you're right. And if he wanted to say that, be like, guys, look, you know, I was a part of this. Uh, as we, As you know, you know, this is ugly you can he already made the statement he already made the statement that burton that not burton that uh, dino. dino dino is uh doing the crowdfunding on his own that the, yeah. the album was already done he called it a scam yeah and he called it a scam yeah. so he's already distance distancing himself from the record as much as he can uh and the thing is though is look man uh if if i was involved in something and then i found out that like one of you guys were actually pulling a scam behind my back and getting money off of it. getting money off my fans now yes. granted it's our fans but they're still my fans as well so it's like you know and you're hurting these people that and you're scamming these people that got us to where we're at right now you're scamming the people that got you your car and your house but and to your point this is how you come at them it would be a different situation if Burton was the one who was like being the asshole, you know. And here's the thing: then he I would might be like, be. download the album. Then I'd be like, stream it. Then I'd be like, right. fuck him, stream it. But if it, and, but to me, this feels like everything that we see in the public feels like somebody got disenfranchised with the art they were making, and everybody else didn't want to be on the same page. Hey, look, and I get that you're not going to be the same person you were at yeah. 40 than you were at 20. I mean, it's like look at Corey Taylor, look at the music he's putting out now yeah. on his solo. It's not metal, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. It's not metal. I'm not saying it's bad, but it's not metal. Yeah. I mean, I, I I don't enjoy it. Okay, I, I mean, I, I, I listened to the record and I was actually kind of, I wasn't just let down. I was like, wow. We're playing Black Eyes Blue on Comp 92.3, my radio station here in yeah. town. And it's, uh, and I like it. I mean, it's like we're getting yeah. requests and stuff. But again, it's again, not, that's my opinion, but, but I, it's I, not what we're expecting. My expectations right. must have been much higher. Way yeah. out of left field from him. Yeah. It just seemed like, la- it just seemed lazy to me. Like, but, but that's it, me. That's but me. you know, but again, though, it's like once you've, you guys listen to it yourself, I'm not here to, I'm not I, a critic. I, I, that's just for me. And, and you know yeah. what, though, dude, and that's you. And yeah. it's like, and it's not like we've always agreed on everything. No, you said so and that's everybody just, yeah. what happens yeah, you yeah. know and that's what happens so it's like when i look at when i look at just growth and when i look at somebody going in a solo route um it is going to be a completely different record like don't expect the music to sound exactly the same from the band that they yeah. were expecting we've already seen this with Corey anyway yeah slipknot doesn't sound anything like stone sour and stone sour doesn't sound like anything like uh cory taylor's side band well and that's why i don't find it i find it weird when a musician comes out and says maybe they're not feeling the music they're making and their bandmates want to continue making the same music unfortunately it's like you you were making that music as a band like that was the art you made together you should make new stuff now well you know what really sucks though is the most passionate people about music are the youth yeah and the youth doesn't understand growth they think no they, think, they, they want their they want to, uh, their bands to stay the same yeah. and and not I go, like yeah mm-hmm. i go to you specifically for this message and unfortunately when some guys grow up and they want to preach a different message those angry youth that gravitated to that group for that one message. And to, if they if, got into the band late, yeah. I think the youth does understand growth. If they grow with the band, if you grab Slipknot's, uh, we're talking about Slipknot, right? If you grab their, you know, 
Iowa, let's just say from 2001, and that's the record. You're like amazing, and then you know you're 18 years old, and you get their new yeah. record. You might be like, wow. Well, keep in mind at that time, what you Corey Taylor was like 26, 25 when he wrote that Iowa record. Yeah. I mean, not not he, but the band. How old Slipknot was? I mean, they were young guys. Well, when my point is, is that the youth wasn't there for the band. Right. You've got that's that's the one thing about bands that matter to individuals is that if you're there to grow with the band, it's very rare that you hate the left turn unless it's completely left. And there's right. a couple. You know, machine bands head. that have done <coughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, Machine Head is one that, that did it before. <laughs> and, um, you know, that did a completely left turn. Like, that's the thing. Going back just to end the Fear Factory thing. Fear Factory, to me, did some growth, didn't do a lot of left turns. The band, you know, always put out really good music. I like all their records. You know, there's a couple that I'm like, eh. About. Let's face it. They were the but, band. They, they, gave, they gave us something new when we needed it. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of sparked an entire genre. Oh, yeah. An entire, sty- an entire style of music that's actually popular now. If it wasn't for Fear Factory, we wouldn't have a lot of these bands that we are, yeah. that, we're, that, are that are popular and making money, you know. Like, and they got, have them. And, and like most bands that are first, they don't get the full credit. Right. You know, but they did get a good amount of credit. A lot of bands that started out first, they don't get any, they, they get a blip of credit. They get credit from the bands that made it after. Yeah, them. yeah. But Fear Factory did, and unfortunately, every news story about the band for, God, man, almost 15 years now has been lawsuits, right. nonsense, crap, and that takes away from the music. And, and that's it. So unfortunately, we'll see how it goes when the record comes out. I can imagine that Dude, see, look at it. He told, he's, with, it. he's on my side. Yeah, that, that yeah, was that actually was, a clip from the album. That was, <laughs> but you know, I'm curious, guys. Write in rise to offend at gmail.com. Yeah, Are, am I being wrong on my take? What's your take on Burton leaving the band? Dino, whatever, owning the name by himself, which is another story we talked about in the past. Um, like, are and, we being extreme? Like, yeah, I, I yeah. mean, maybe or, we are. Or should this band just stop? And, yes. and and go their way. I, I think mean, it's I think it's time me, to stop. I, think so, I mean, what, and Burton definitely thinks it's time to stop. We have gone, gone on record so many times that when b- members of the band leave, make a new band. Make a new what band. What are dude? you doing? You got you. You're bringing. You can bring something to the table, yes. and on top of that, you can have your pick of the musicians that you it's, want it's to be like in the, the band. It's like the second Aunt Vivian and Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Like we know it's different. Yeah, like, Aunt Viv, wait a minute. And you can, and, <laughs> and you can play some of those songs live for the crowd. Yes. You know, when I saw Damage Plan, you know. R.I.P. Dime. Uh, you know, they played Pantera songs with the record, you know, or, and Vinny, R.I.P. Dime and Vinny. God, it sucks I to know. say that. I, you know, but, and, and I know it's not news, but just, just to think about it. But yeah, you know, they would play Pantera songs with their new band. So, you know, they'd open up, they'd do four or five, six songs with uh, Damage Plan. Here's the new stuff. Hey, let's get you some of those hits we wrote. And that's okay. I have no problem with Dino doing that. I have no problem with Burton touring and singing those songs but let's just drop the fear factory yeah. that's the way i see it anyways write us in rise to offend at gmail.com with that i want to thank you guys for being patient love you guys as my kids do that and uh me talking about my uh separation anxiety from my beautiful wife as she does uh hardcore partying <laughs> hardcore partying yeah at 10 she, o'clock she, in a room she, as she takes care of her friends who are yeah, doing like as she binges netflix yeah she's hardcore partying drinking water and holding her friend's hair Ah, I just love her. Don't want to lose her. Scared of it all the time. So, anyways, Aww. with that, oh, that was so cute. It's true. It's there's just this back fear where it's like when things are out, you're like, oh, you know, because I know I'm kind of an asshole. Yes, but <laughs> moving on, <laughs> I know that. It's a given. So it's fine. Hey, 
I don't want her to know that. Oh, she's well aware. I know. I am I know. more than positive. You, I'm an honest person, man. I'm an and, honest person, and, and, and that can make all, and that can make you an asshole if you're all an my person. all my honest moments. Yeah, you're gonna get them all. I'm yeah. not gonna hide nothing go. from nobody. Good, good so, but I'll work on it, and uh, my end game is very uh, very devoted. So, with that, guys, let's jump into my interview with the mighty John Bush of Armored Saints. I'm actually in Las Vegas, and I wanted to bring that up because I know oh. I know you were in L.A. Now, when the wildfires are happening, our sky is just gray, and we taste this smoke. We're hundreds of miles away, um, and this is it's going on. It seems like a yearly thing for me uh, yeah. being out here. Now, you you know you, most of your life you grew up out there. Everything you know, an L.A. guy. These wildfires. Every time we hear them on the news, they're saying it's the worst every single year. Are they gradually getting worse, or is it just they're kind of selling it every year as, as worse and worse and worse? Uh, well, I guess that you know a lot of that depends on who you choose to believe about any of this stuff, right? Yes, yes. Uh, there's, there's that huge element of 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 people's opinion and all, really, when it comes right down to it. So, um, do I think it seems to be getting worse? It certainly feels that way. Um, it certainly feels like. Um, the heat is a factor. And I mean, the other day in, in Los Angeles, we just broke all time records in like Woodland Hills, which is in the valley. I think it was like 118. I don't think it's ever been that hot ever in the history. So, um, you know, is that just the way the world's turning right now because of life or is that the new norm? And, and that's how things are uh, going to be, um, you know, I guess, like I said, it kind of comes down to what you believe. And, you know, I, I don't really know why all these things are even political conversations, really. <laughs> I don't really get it, actually. But, um, yeah, I, I think that it feels like it's worse. And um, it's a drag because we have a house actually in Big Bear. And I'm always scared that, you know, it's going to go up in flames and, um, it hasn't happened yet, knock on wood, but, um, yeah, you know, I, I, the firefighters, man, those guys, they must be like, oh, here we go, man, here we go, this is, this is gonna suck, let's do it, you know, so. You said it, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I, I hope, I, I don't know how firefighter pay goes, I'm out here in Vegas, I know that they sit around a lot, so, yeah, yeah. when things happen, it's, like, horrible, so it's, like, now you're gonna earn your check, I hope out there it's a little bit, the pay scale's a little bit higher, like, there's something going on because of what's been, uh, going on, but you brought a big beer, man, uh, I've never been up there. I'm a huge boxing fan. And every okay. single every single fight that they would do that HBO 24-7, they train up in Big Bear. They do the running up there. All the guys. Oh, that's, whether, oh, know, that's funny. And, wow, that's weird. I didn't know that. Yeah, and I always wondered because the climate, I guess, up there is so uh, – it's so – the altitude's so high, I guess, in comparison right. to other places. So, right. um, yeah, I've always, I've always wanted to take the trip up there, but, uh, it's, that it, makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense because then, you know, if they can, if they can, if they can breathe up there and, and get used to that, then they can, you know, they can come down uh, into, you know, Vegas or wherever else that's not 7,000 feet and it'll be a piece of cake. So maybe that's theory on it. That makes sense. It's a great place. It's a great community. You know, there's, um, there's the mountain people, which are a certain kind of breed, you know, you're like, wow, that's, wow, that guy's kind of weird. And you know, maybe he's kind of a mountain guy or something, but, um, it's the charming part of the, of the city. And, um, 
yeah, we love it every time we get up there. Even though it's like two hours from LA, or even like an hour from Riverside, which is really close. Um, anytime you get up there, it's just like collective exhaust, uh, a, 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 like large uh, sigh that I give of like, ah, oh, it, feels, it feels good to be up here. Would I be able to live there, you know, twenty four seven? That would be probably another story. But um, I do love going out there. Yeah. You should check it out. I, I do. I, I'm all. I went to June Lake a little while ago. I know that's not uh, near LA, but I, I had just this a great four-day trip to clear my head and uh big bear was another uh destination people were talking about and no i'm like you though i'm a city guy so my brother uh he lives in hawaii and i'm like this has got to be the greatest life ever but after a week i'm like i need to get off an island you know like it's something like it's a certain type of personality that i think can live in a in an environment that's just very peaceful all the time i need a little chaos do you feel the same oh way? yeah no. for sure yeah well yeah I, I i do i mean i'm born and raised in los angeles so you know it's um like i have this kind of a love hate well not a hate don't i shouldn't say that i uh, there's things about la that sometimes i wonder if i could leave behind just because it's you know this populated large city that um that seems to be struggling right now um you know the homeless although that's a that's a problem everywhere in the, in the country uh it's not just limited to la but the homeless uh, situation here is just really bad and um i feel a lot of empathy for these people and i, I feel like the, the politicians and the people in jars are just constantly giving lip service to them about you know making things better and i see all these apartments being built um, and it's it's even more comical now because they're being built when people are, are getting evicted, mm. you know. So it's like, oh, keep building these new apartments, and and you'll see apartment buildings go up with a bunch of tents lined up ac- across the street from it. And to me, that's like this weird, the weirdest dichotomy of like, it's just it's, it shows the ridiculousness of, of of America sometimes, where you'll have people building apartments. And people sleeping in tents in front of it, knowing they're not going to live there, you know. And I don't know. It's just it's horrible. It's terrible, man. It's just it's just ridiculous to me. So, um, you know, and there's just so much garbage everywhere. That's my biggest problem right now. And, and I look around LA. Every every freeway I drive by, if I look to the side uh, of, of along the freeway, it's just this slew of garbage. And um, it's just crazy because where that garbage, if it eventually makes its way right into the ocean, and mm-hmm. it's just a shame, man. It's just like it really, like I want to get out there and clean the the freeways. Like, I mean, I, I haven't done it as much. I clean my own neighborhood, but like, it's just come on. Like, LA is a beautiful, picturesque place, and um, and then just there, here's all this garbage. Like, come on, let's fix this. Let's fix this. Let's clean the garbage. This this homeless. Is get these people in the houses. You know, you read something that says like, "Oh, it's 120 million dollars to convert uh, a, a place for homeless, you know, a homeless shelter." And I'm like, "120 million dollars!" Like, so it's either I, I get a place that costs 120 million dollars, or I'm living on the street, like a you know, in squalor. Like, that's my options. You can't find a place. You can't convert a place cheaper than that. <laughs> you really can't convert like an old motel, you know, for like a couple million. So it's like it's got to be 120 million dollars worth of, of of a facility, or you live on the street and you're shitting on the street. Like those are my options. It's ridiculous, man. It's, it's pathetic. 
and and where I'm at is it, it's the same thing. It's like they're like there's this extreme version versus this extreme version, and it's like every common person's like there's not a middle ground. And then the fight, right the fight between the two sides are like I'm not bending. Wait a second, <laughs> like there hasn't even exactly. been a start to like you know lean over, but it's like. To be right is everything. I mean, we're here to talk about the record, everybody. It's coming out October 23rd, Armored Saint, Punch in the Sky. But this is a great segue into the first track, End of Attention Span. um, Right. Which, uh, concentration, focus, all these things. Do you feel like we are just looking away more and saying, ah, it's not my problem? And taking everything as an individual uh, instead of as a team? Like we were kind of taught when we were growing up? Well, I mean, that's a good, uh, you, you, you hit that on, right on the head because there is a weird feeling that, like, if I feel like I'm complaining about it, uh, even if it's just to, like, my immediate family or, you know, friends, I feel like, it's like, ah, oh, dude, shut up already. You know, I, I get it. There's garbage. I, I get it. But then if I don't say anything and I just say all this garbage and I'm not acknowledging it, I'll then I feel like I'm living in some weird denial. So, um, yeah, that's to, and that seems very weird to me to not to see it and just ignore it. I mean, I'm sure you could probably, you know, that can lead right into, you know, the current circumstances of what a lot of people are protesting right now of, like, this is happening and it's easy to look the other way, but this is happening, you know. And, um, you know, and again, that's a delicate, you know, <laughs> uh, road for me to navigate right there, is, you know, and, go, and get on right now. And I'm not necessarily saying I should do that as far as this conversation goes. But um, but it is, there's truth to it. Like, if, if stuff's happening around you and you are, or you're just kind of, not really acknowledging it and then you're kind of not you're you're looking the other way and you're you're in some weird kind of denial about it um you know the 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 world of technology it it does that it kind of puts us in this kind of is it like hoses all the way down into the screen into this into this little device or whether it's your phone or it's your computer and and you kind of just it funnels you all into this thing and you know again don't get me wrong i've said this in numerous interviews there's amazing aspects of technology. There really is. I mean, you know, and I'm, it's not all negative, and I'm not trying to suggest that it is because there's not. There's an incredible aspects of that that we've that we benefited from technology for sure. Um, and and I and I utilize those like everybody else does. But um, the simple thing of of living in and 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 kind of everything focused on this device that sometimes is breaking down communication. I have young kids as well. I get worried about their future because they're growing up with this and how that's going to affect them 30 years from now. Um, you know, that's it's really daunting, actually. So, um, you know, I poke fun at it. I try to keep a sense of humor sometimes when I write about certain topics. And and there is that aspect in the in the song of End of, End of the Attention Span where I, you know, I poke fun at watching a show in a screen, you know, through a screen and like, come on, you're at a gig and watch instead of through the screen, you know, trying to add a little element of humor with it um, at the same time kind of, you know, poking. And I like to do that. I like to poke. And let me add that I'm not only just looking out at society and going, look at you guys, because I'm the same way. You know, I get wrapped up in and doing something with my phone and, you know, I'll be trying to have a conversation with my wife at the same time. And she's like, dude, John, you know, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, and I, so I'm, I'm just as guilty. So that's why it's easy to write the song because I can write it from my own perspective as well. And, and I'm guilty too. So. I, I, you said it, man, but I don't think we can 
technology, same thing. I, everything you said, I agree with 100%. There is a lot of great aspects to it, but we have to mentally, uh, when we talk about so much like human elements that we want to take care of mental health and all these things, like we, we have been, um, I think that the, the line of bullying and things like that, that it seems like we talk about more has gotten so much worse than yeah. the reality of what's going on. So it's like we seem to be talking, but when you're taught, your actions much match your words, um, which I think human beings are taught, that's impossible to do with the technology we have right now because I feel like a lot of people feel their digital imprint is one life and their real life is a second life. So we're all split personalities in a way, you know? Um, yeah, that sounds that sounds totally true. That sounds like it is. That's a good point. Like I have friends. One of you know, if it probably wasn't for texting, I probably our communication would be um, probably very very little. Because the truth of the matter is, I probably don't have as much time to just get on the phone and, and have a conversation for forty five minutes, um, which I would love to do with some of my friends. But texting allows me to have that conversation, just write a quick text and joke or busting balls in some way and and then i'm done in a matter of seconds so um and that's the 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 relationship that has become it's sad sometimes or it's actually cool but it is the way it is um and and i think a lot of people have that like you said that those have they have two lives now and um i again i just how is this going to play out in, in the way we communicate as people um that i don't know i guess you know my my kids and your kids yeah. <laughs> their generation is going to have to deal with it you know the fallout so. I, I think I think uh, uh, this is what I'm, I'm, I'm always optimistic. I think they're going to reject this eventually and be like, look, because <laughs> there are people that I, I, I love face to face and on, on, on person, but I can't stand their digital imprint. I'm like, dude, you're horrible. Why do you say these things and get these reactions? Right. So it's like I like <laughs> I like I like the real version, but I don't like the fake version. So <laughs> I think eventually and, I, and this is me just being optimistic because I know there's no going back. But I do think eventually um there's going to be this large desire to slow life down for people so they can enjoy it. Cause otherwise it goes too fast. You know, you'll be, well, that's funny. You sound like me. Yeah. You sound like me. You sound, you sound like me. Cause I am trying to be optimistic and I keep saying it's going to, I keep saying there's going to, it's going to come not full circle, but it's going to eat. It's going to work itself out. Um, I don't have any social media. I'm, I'm, I'm probably like one of the rare musicians who doesn't. Um, you know, I get my, I get some grief from people and like, dude, you're, you're not even helping your own cause. And I have to apologize to the band. I'm saying like, look, I, I know that I could probably benefit the band by doing this, but I, I'm just choosing not to because I, I just really value privacy and I just don't like, I have enough hard time to talk to the people and see the people I really want to, let alone kind of, you know, re-equating, you know, re- getting together with some person online who I, you know, had a relationship with in the third grade. It's like, look, man, we, we parted ways and it's just the way it was meant to go. Like, I would love to talk to you for like maybe a minute, but like, we're not really close anymore. And I'm not looking to re reacquaint that, you know, relationship, no, no, no disrespect, but, um, you know, it's, it's just the way I want to live. But, um, I, you know, I kind of hope that eventually they find a way to, to do it and, and work it out where it's not so consuming because, um, you know, just walking down the street is nice sometimes, you know, and so, dude, you'll, you'll walk, you'll see people pushing kids in strollers who are two years old looking at their, at a phone. They're like two. And I'm like, 
listen, man, when you're two years old, everything is like an acid trip, okay? So all you got to do is look at the trees and you feel like you're blazing on LSD because it's all stimulating. You don't need a phone. <laughs> Come on, man. So... I don't know. And no, you're completely right. And and that's what I mean by too fast. Like I, I just, we're, I mean, we're talking about kids. I, I just had my 40th birthday, August 28th. Uh, just happy happened. birthday. Thank you. You had a birthday very around. I the did. Same yeah, time I'm a Virgo well. too. Virgo. Yep. So we, yeah, we, so we got the same, uh, I'm sure we got the same patience and the same anger. I don't know, but I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just played some of that last night. Did Not, you the really? <laughs> Not the patience part. Not the patience part. Not the dude. I, <laughs> I'm laid back until. No. <laughs> so, that's funny. Yeah. That's yeah, funny. It's, Dude, it's, that's parallel. It, it, yeah, the parallel. And so when it comes to certain things, like this morning, I, I woke up because I, I had, not last night, but a couple days ago, I'm like, all right, I, I have some apologies to give because it, it you know, it, it kind of went out to the wrong people. That's and, funny. Wow. That's weird. Me too. Yeah. It, okay. You know, and, and so, it, dude, that's how we live our lives. Hey, my apologies are, are real and all my regrets usually land to my anger because I do treat people really fair and right. So I, I'd rather have that than not, you know, it was a lyric that it was a lyric that you wrote in, um, loose, not loose cannon was it head on where it's like, I'd, I'd rather, uh, I'd rather feel, you know, at least I know right. what I feel, you know, and I remember right, that, exactly. And that it's always yeah. stuck with me. It's like, all right, when I make these mistakes, at least I still know I feel, cause I do have that backlash. Oh, that's funny, dude. I mean, it's like we're, we're, we're twins here. Cause I had the same issue last night and, um, I yelled at my kid and I said, like, I, why you need to get punched in the face. And my, my son, like, you were telling that to your 13 year old. So what are you talking about? You know, but like, I felt it at the moment and yeah. sometimes believe me, probably like he maybe even deserves it a little bit, but um, it's probably not something I should say to my 13 year old son. But, um, in any case, you know, I was like, what do you like? What's wrong with you? Um, so, but, um, yeah, we you know, but you, but I, and I wrote that in muscle memory as well, not to quote my yes. own lyrics, no, by any means, but, but, but kind of like, you know, they know where I stand. And even though they've seen this kind of irate, irate side to me, um, at times, and believe me, I would prefer that side not to ever be revealed. There's times when that's a part of who you are. And, um, as long as you're not really like beating your child, um, you know, I think for them to see that is to see human and, uh, humanity and a human side. So I think it's, it's important, you know, if that was something that was happening all the time, um, then that, then that's a problem that, you know, needs some, some, some therapy for sure. But, um, you know, it's, you know, you want to show a range of emotions to me. That's why I'm actually a great singer because I can, I want to be able to feel all these different emotions and channel it through music. And, you know, if I was this kind of, I don't know, person who had, who had no, had not nothing in touch with their emotions, whether they're happy, sad, frustrating, all that, then you, it would probably make me less of a, of a singer, quite honestly. Absolutely. No, I, I completely agree. The genuineness that you've done throughout your career, um, lyrically has always, like I said, I've followed and I've and it's hit me at the right moment. And a lot of people, have, you know, I'm sure say that with many, many bands, but all those guys are talking about have to be genuine. It just can't be words on a paper. It's got to yeah. be something uh, much more. And and I think that that's the the talent and the greatness of you know all eight records that Armored Saint uh, have put. Oh, thank out. you so much. Yeah, thank you're, you. You're very welcome. And uh, but yeah, you said it to to segue back so i when we, when i had that moment i took my kid out before i dropped him off to school and we had breakfast in the park 
and cool. no phone, no TV. And he's like, Great. look at that flower. It's pink. And he's five. So, or he, you know, so he's a little younger, but you're right. It was like an LSD trip. He was just smiling <laughs> and he couldn't focus on the pancakes because <laughs> of the park. And then That's I, great. I took him to school and I'm like, man, I got to do this every day. I can, you know? Right. Um, and, uh, I did it almost like, cause I, I, I kind of lost my mind a little bit because I don't know. A couple days ago, same thing. I said some stuff. I'm like, man, you just said that to a five year old. Like, how bully are you to just tell a five year old something? You know, some of the things I said. And then, you know, but the unconditional love that I have and the people that are close to me have is is it's what makes all my mistakes. It's what makes me feel that regret. And I'm lucky to have that. So I'm lucky to have my regret, if that makes sense. <laughs> well, dude, that's, I mean, you're making me feel better just based on this conversation from what happened yesterday, which is, I, this is not to get too, like, yeah. uh, spiritual about it, but obviously you and I were, having, were supposed to have this conversation, which is very interesting. Um, that's cool. I, like, yeah, it's one of those things that kind of makes me think, here's a lesson to learn in life, and that's really cool. So I'm glad we're, we're talking about this. And, um, you know, again, I think, I think, sh- Showing kids um, a wide array of emotions is, is you know, is, is honest because they're going to do it, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. uh, I try to be as honest with, I, with my kids as I possibly can, even to a detriment sometimes, but, um, you know, I'm like, this is, this is what you're going to be exposed to in life, you know, and it's not all, it's not all going to be uh, roses, and this is the truth, so um, it's, it's a drag when all of a sudden in life, kids are exposed to something that is really frustrating or sad or just uh heart-wrenching because you know you think of them as innocent and when they first have that touch of emotion of something really bad and i'm not i'm talking about really bad i'm Mm -hmm. not talking about you know getting the toy taken away from them although that could be traumatic when you're you know one and a half i get it but you know something like the song unfair you know was really was written about uh you know the two kids who who got in a car accident and were killed by drunk driver and that was that was a devastating circumstance that, one, it's very difficult for me to pos- put any positive spin on all on it at all, actually, to tell you the truth. When I went to the memorial for the two kids who died, which that song was written about, that was a moment where it was hard for me to find something optimistic. And I'm a pretty optimistic guy, and it was it was such a devastating moment that it was, it was hard to find that. Um, and, you know... Um, Time has gone on and, you know, I mean, for me, it's been easier to cope with. But, you know, for the for the parents, that was, you know, I don't know how they cope still to this day, quite frankly. But, um, you know, sheesh. Yeah, man. And and that it's funny because Loose Cannon, I think, was also based a little bit on that. Um, is that correct or no? Um, Loose Cannon was, was more written about um, about. about people driving so poorly and putting other people in danger. There's certainly a little bit more of a, of a comical part to that song, but not completely, but certainly it was written about, about the way people drive and, um, and how poorly they drive and and then how dangerous they drive. Uh, And it's weird because after this, uh, this uh, quarantine, or in the beginning of it, as it's gone on, um, the, the, there was one great aspect of of few cars on the road that it was like the it was there was just there was no pollution and there was a lot less people driving and it was awesome. As a matter of fact, my daughter who's turning sixteen next month, I actually ta- taught her how to drive because she was learning how to drive and 
and it was a perfect time to do it because there was so few cars on the road. Um, but the people that were driving and were driving like lunatics, like, you know, there was so many times that people were pulled over for going over 100 miles an hour. And this is in the streets of Los Angeles in the city, you know, so um, it was insane to me. Um, but. You know, that's when things like that happen. I was like, well, I got to write a song about this. I got to write a song. So um, it's kind of, you know, perhaps it's a strange topic to write about the way people, you know, Highway Star was a song about driving in a car and how rad it is. You know, a few people probably have written songs about how shitty it is to be, or sorry, pardon my French, but how crappy it is to write, you know, and drive in a car that's is just driving like an idiot you know but hey that's the way i go sometimes absolutely no no i think that's fantastic like i said it's genuine it's great unfair is uh the ballads that are i I know it's not a ballad but the the songs with the emotional punch always always get me um you know they they always get me because like i said lyrically you really you can tell you can take a lot you take a lot of time um to say what you're trying to say there's a point though i was wondering about this and this is just philosophy because we're kind of talking about it a little bit is that is there a point in your life where there is really no justice that can happen because when you lose something that's irreplaceable no matter what the end result is like there there is no justice because it's gone um and i'm feeling that way a little more and more with truth um these days as well is that maybe there isn't truth and that's something we've always uh, besides mathematical truth, one plus one equals one. And science, you know, I'm saying I'm talking about like just uh, recollection and stuff like that, like history. Um, I, I I really fight with that to to see if if those things are really valid or even exist, you know, in the world. Do you? What are your thoughts on that? Hmm. Uh, wow. Well, I think that it's is having the fortitude to just say. Um, I'm going to consider this and I'm going to, and, and then once you do is how you cope. And that's really what it comes down to is, is how you're willing to cope with things. And, um, and I think that's what it comes right down to. Uh, and certain things are more difficult than others to cope with. You know, like for instance, when Dave Pritchard died in the band and, you know, he was 26 years old and he died of leukemia, you know, he was our, our, our partner, our songwriting, you know, uh, uh, partner that we, we did all these amazing shows with and wrote all these rap songs with and Dave was such a vivid, a vivid, uh, uh, personality and there was this flaming red hair and he just was this like, almost like this character in a, in an anime book and, um, and and then he got this really horrible disease, and then he and it lost his life to it. And it seemed super unfair uh, to use that term way back then um, that he had his life cut short. And why did that happen? Uh, that's just not right. And um, but the thing about it is, like he lived so much of his life, he he pushed the boundaries of living in those short amount of years of 26 years. And um, so you take it as like, he did the most with it. And what that was amazing. So it's how you want to spin things, um, how you're willing to look at life. And, you know, again, I'm fairly optimistic for the most part. I certainly don't want to be this pessimistic guy walking around all, you know, curmudgeon like, because just why? I don't want to. You know, I know it's cool for metal. I get it. You know, <laughs> but, but, you know, you can turn it around. And I do write sometimes lyrically like that or kind of take a spin. Not always. For instance, a song on the record, Flying the Ointment. Mm-hmm. Um, 
kind of has this negative association perhaps or you know somebody's always kind of ruffling feathers and or you know just and and me and joey discussed it when we we're working on it and he's like well do you do you think it's kind of not a positive and i was like well sometimes life isn't you know, sometimes life's a drag. I'm not saying life's a drag and let's, I want to jump off a bridge. I'm not suggesting doing that or telling people that. I'm just saying you have to acknowledge when something is, is, is a drag and then you, you acknowledge it and then you cope with it. You know, it could be a, something as simple as the alarm clock didn't go off and now you're late for work and, and you're going to get yelled at by the boss or something, it, whatever it is. You know, it doesn't mean that you need to go and and like end your life. It just means this is going to suck or this is sucks. You're you're facing it, and then you're then how are you going to cope with it? I mean, that's a key element to that. So um, it's a weird time. You know, we're dealing with with how people choose to look at life, and uh, I want to segue too much into that. But you see the the different ways that people want to get truth. And or really what they want to believe. Um, I mean, I'll just I don't want to go off too much on a uh, political uh, uh, rant here, but I'll say that the important thing I think that what's missing right now in, in society, especially in the U.S., is is. People's taking a step back and listening. You know, that's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. It's, we're in a world where everybody wants to spew stuff, you know, online. You know, you, know, you watch, you know, whether it's, you know, Fox News, CNN, and MSNBC. And I feel like people are just yelling at me all the time, regardless. They're just yelling because they want to spew their, their, their views. ESPN, and too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's, at some point, I think it's important to take a step back and take a listen and, and until we get to that i think we're just going to get we're going to be in this place where everybody feels like what they think is is right or truthful and um we really don't know you know the like we really don't know what what's going to happen with this 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 uh pandemic and what was the truth behind it like we may never know ever we may never know you know and like how much does that matter some of it may matter some of it may be just like well whatever we're just trying to cope with it you know so um i don't know yeah but everybody everybody thinks they know what exactly is going on and the reality is you probably don't and you probably just don't so and, and that's hard Why? to accept. For, yeah, and, and you're right, though. The, whoever's the loudest is winning fights. Even when I, like I said, I watch sports shows, and um, it's the same. Oh, yeah, those, guys, the are, same those guys are annoying. Those they're guys just, are annoying. They're just yelling sure. at each other. I'm like, guys, come on. We don't know. But, you know, like, like um, the, but that is, that's, it's taught. The more we watch right. TV, the more we mimic it, the more we act that way, the more well, we have power. I mean, you know? that's, that's, that's good TV ratings. You know, yeah. some guy yelling and some guy arguing with him, like, that's TV ratings, man. Yeah. It's whether it's a, you know, a TV show talking about news or sports or, you know, the, you know people, the, people will love to hear themselves talk. I'm I'm the same way, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm slightly guilty of that myself. I'm a singer in a band. So of course I do it to some degree, even if it's subliminal, but, um, but you know, at some point it's, you, you, you go to more if you actually listen and it's hard for people to do that. And it certainly seems to be harder than ever. So. And that's, and that's something I do love to touch on. I do want to talk about the virtual show, but real quick, yeah, like seriously, lyrically, when you do touch on a subject, when you show people kind of your viewpoint, it's so much easier to listen. Uh, a song like An Exercise in Debauchery was one that I remember really standing out to being like, dude, this is exactly how I see certain things on the last record, Wind Hands Down. And on this record, the, the title track, Punch in the Sky, 
same impact where it's like you can look at that as a, a to me i see it as an optimistic view of kind of showing something but people right. can turn it into a pessimistic way but that's the fine line of us and our personality when we hear the words relating to you you know um is that fair to say do you think as as a listener yeah yeah yeah, I love that. I mean, I want people to think for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and I don't necessarily always want to chastise people. That's mm-hmm. not what my objective is to um, exercise. You know that I like I had the title. I thought it was cool. And um, and, you know, I was trying to find the, the right subject matter. And, you know, I read an article about, you know, how men are like struggling to to like get erections because they because they watch so much porn that it has to be like this hardcore porn scene or else that they can't like get it up and i was like that is ridiculous that's insane (laughs) all right come on man that's we need to like lighten up on the the porn viewing if that that's happening so i ran with it and then of course there was just some you know elements of humor that was injected with that and um you know it's a great video actually so i love that video but um you know uh, whatever, you know, standing on the shoulders of giants, you know, the, the song that has the title uh, in it, you know, it, yeah, yeah it, it has this very kind of grandiose uh, feeling of, of wanting to stand on, on, surround yourself with people that actually rise you up. And, um, and then if you're like on them and they're, and you consider them to be, you know, this is just slightly uh, metaphoric of, of the song, but uh, like if you're on their shoulders, then, then you even have a, a better view of, of, of life and you, you're going to make, you know, decisions accordingly. So, um, it, it just sounds very, very big and, and, and giant and, and, and gives you such a good view of, of life. You, know, you certainly don't want to have a narrow view of life. You want to have a big view of life. And those are, you know, that's kind of what that song touches on. And, you know, like I said, sometimes, you know, we always, we're a weird band in a way that, you know, I, I mean, we're, it's, it's not like we're some, you know, we're not like a Christian rock band over here. So I'm not like, you know, b- suggesting that, you know, this kind of optimistic spin is that, because it's certainly not, because I've had enough kind of, um, even to the chagrin of some of my band members, I, you know, I certainly poke a lot of fun at organized religion because to me, it, 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 it provides the, uh, it provides that. When I read about like, Paul L. Jr. and his his escapades, I'm like, oh, come on, dude, you know, Mm -hmm. give me a break. Like, you know, it's not like you're, it's not like you're, I think of you as a bad person because we all make mistakes. What I think of you as a jerk is the fact that you'd be the first one to judge everybody else and then you're doing it. That's why you suck more. That's my opinion on him. Okay, but like it's not because you've made a mistake because we all do. It's the fact that you'll be the first guy to judge everybody else so harshly. And that's the part that I have a problem with. But um, it's, it's um, you know, I do want to, you know, metal has tendency to be kind of, little bit negative and and armored saint has a tendency to kind of take a positive spin not every song as i said but overall the general feeling of it is is that we kind of turn that to to a slight positive spin even if we're taking you know a negative topic so um, maybe that's one of the reasons we struggled in life because it doesn't fit perfectly into the the typical heavy metal kind of category i don't know whatever but i do but we do what we do you know that's that's what we are 
Absolutely, man. No, it's original. It's char- it's the charm. It's 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 like I said, the lyrics, the personalities. It's what makes you guys very original on all these eight records. The the last question I did want to ask you, and I do want to promote, man. I've actually uh, really gone headfirst into these virtual concerts since April. Um, cool. And you, I'm telling you, man, I've had a blast. Okay, I've watched yes, a few yes. in my underwear, a few, not all of them, hey, but it's no allowed. Okay, <laughs> it's allowed. Um, um, in the garage, I got a little computer screen set up so I can watch them. But you guys got one October 10th. I do want to promote it. Um, it's a virtual record release show, and it's happening at the Whiskey A Go Go. Now, tell me about all the preparation that's going into this, because it's not just going to be, hey, let's set up some cameras and, and film. It's going to be a lot more work, right? Um, well, uh, we're we're going to try to tie it into like the record release. Like I said, mm-hmm. we're going to try to like do maybe not a t- typical Q and A, but like answer some questions from some fans. Um, like I said, talk about the record, maybe some interviews. Um, play, play, of course, perform, uh, play some new songs, play some deep tracks. Um, I don't really know how I'm going to feel as a musician doing it. Um, I, I anticipate it being a bit odd because there's no I mean, other than maybe some close family or something. There's not going to be anyone there. So it's going to be peculiar. It's going to be um, it's kind of like a glorified rehearsal to some degree because, you know, you're not performing in front of a large group of people um but it is what it is this is what we got to do right now and we certainly want to do something when you make a new record you want to play new songs that's like just automatic right and to not be able to play some shows is 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 weird and 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 like a hindrance um so we're doing this and um it's going to be it's going to be fun we're uh like i said we're trying to make it not a normal armored saint show because i think it's not and so we're going to kind of tie into these other things in conjunction with the record and to get tickets you go to armored saint.veeps.com and um you can watch it anywhere obviously because it's a virtual show or if you will streaming so live stream um so you can be in you know in dusseldorf germany or you know lima peru or or you know las vegas so and then that's a cool thing because i think for a while some people think oh is it a local show and it's like no no it's not it's you can watch it anywhere so just want to make that clear but um yeah looking forward to it. it's gonna be fun um trying to prepare you know i've been singing a lot lately and singing to the set and we're playing a couple unusual songs other than these new ones that we've never played so um some relearning is taking place and uh, that's been always that's always fun to do that exciting man no i can't wait i can't wait to hear some of the especially some of the new songs off the record i mean wind hands down was one of our favorite records of that year this is uh, probably going to make the list as well but i mean you guys oh, have you. been on a fantastic i mean like i said all eight all eight records for me, uh, I, I've spent my entire life. But the the only recommendation I can say for lead singers on the virtual show is that the in-between banter, um, a lot of times the, the dude looks lost like he's like, I don't know what to say right now because nobody's here. <laughs> so right, you're gonna, right. You're going to struggle over that. I, I, that's tough. I don't know, I don't know the <laughs> words that you say because like, you're not going to up the crowd. You're just going to be like, there's just like this pause, and you're like, all right, here's the next right. song. You know? <laughs> so, so what do you recommend? Just try to just talk candidly to the camera i mean tell I, me because I, I, I i'm all ears <laughs> my recommendation um is uh yes i would say like uh you know what i i, I the coolest ones i saw was kind of where the bands were doing it in the round looking at each other and kind of talking oh. to each other between oh wow them. but i mean okay. I, I don't know if that would work uh exactly for uh the whiskey 
But um, okay. that that seemed to be really cool because it looked like they were just hanging out. Like you said, it was a rehearsal type thing. And, right. Um, but uh, t- talking directly into the camera, I just saw Down do it, and Phil Anselmo uh, did a pretty good job, I think, with the between banter um, uh, out of most of the ones I've seen. So I don't know if there that's the uh, – the the coaching one that I would go with. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. the way I am, I, I always kind of just speak one-on-one uh, with an audience anyway, yeah, for the most part. Exactly. So I think that that's probably the objective that I'll, I'll have is to try to talk like I'm, you know, kind of having a one-on-one ca- candid conversation with people. So, um, yeah, I mean, it'll be a challenge and, uh, there might be some stumbling along the way, but you know, at least it'll be, It'll be genuine. So. It will be, and it'll be fun, man. So with that, I want to, one more time, everybody, do not miss out on this record. Armored Saint, Punch in the Sky, it's coming out October 23rd. Pre-order it. The show we're talking about is happening October 10th. You can go to armoredsaint.veeps.com. You guys can get a signed CD. Um, you can get a shirt and a signed CD. There's all these bundle packages where you can actually check it out, but then you can watch it anytime, guys. Um, on that day of October 10th, and a lot of a lot of the streaming shows are letting you watch it the following day. I think for 24. Well, I think it actually go, I, this one goes even into November, so it's like there a three go. week period. So it's really cool. So that's yeah. even better, guys. So you can actually sit down and watch it as many times as you want. So worth the ticket price. Make sure you guys are doing that pre-ordering, supporting this band, and getting your hands on that record. With that. John, always a pleasure, man, to have a chat with you, my friend. And um, hopefully, uh, hopefully, you guys. Will, see, that's the lucky part about me being in Vegas is that you guys, when you do a short tour, we're always on that list. We're right there. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So. And you know, thanks for having a great uh, conversation here. This has been an excellent interview, and I appreciate that. Some some just good chatting, uh, other than really even t- uh, question and answer. And thanks for making that happen. I really appreciate it. Stay positive. Be patient. Stay healthy. And uh, be a good dad, and it sounds like you're doing, being a great dad. So go, oh, go for it. That advice means the word to me, man. And, and <laughs> uh, so, with that, my friend, thank you so much for calling into the Metal Sucks podcast. See you soon.
the Metal Sucks Podcast.
are back, guys. First song you heard is off the latest record, Punching the Sky. Make sure you check out the music videos for it as well. That one is standing on the shoulders of Giants. Easily, and I'm think I thought about it, this is my favorite track that's come out in 2020. Fantastic track. Guys, listen to it a few times. Amazing. Check out the video. Second song you heard, End of the Attention Span, which is also off the record, Punch in the Sky, both coming out October 23rd. Both have videos. Make sure you guys are pre-ordering this record by Armored Saints. Also, do not miss out on the virtual show. It's happening October 10th. Go to armoredsaint.veeps.com. I will be watching that show. I am super excited about it, guys. So with that, I want to thank everybody out there for the five-star reviews. We keep getting on the good old Apple iTunes. That is all we ask for you guys as a podcast, as a team, as a show. We get them here every week. You know, we didn't miss a week through the pandemic, nothing like that. We, we somehow always figured, and we're still in the pandemic, but during the rougher times, we always figure out a way to get these interviews in and out to you guys. All we ask for is that five-star review on uh, Apple iTunes. And thank you guys, everybody who has been checking out our documentary podcast rise to offend if you haven't checked out rise to offend guys we just did an episode on woodstock um part three is gonna be delayed a week because of uh the situation i got right now at home but the point is guys is that make sure you check out parts one and two two and a half hours turned out real well the story is exactly how i wanted to tell it and tell part three and then uh, jerry springer odorous youngest phil anselma we talked about him six hours on Marilyn manson on Peter Steele, six hours. Jenna Jameson. Guys, what else did we have on there? Oh, my God. Uh, Gigi Allen, Trey Parker, and Matt Stone. We've done so many episodes at this point. If you guys like documentary podcasts, make sure you check out ours, Rise to Offend. Until that, next week, our friends. The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off.